Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the analytics segment where I'm super excited to be interviewing with Gaul, who's the CEO of Clue Medical. Gaul, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, one of the things that uh, to give the users or the audience a little bit more context of why we're having this interview, uh, we looked at well over 165 startups within what we call the analytics, healthcare analytics category. And one of the companies that was really impressive to us was Clue Medical. Uh, their work in patient care analytics and specifically what they're doing within the ICU is, is quite unique and, um, and, and really impressive. And so uh, uh, we had the opportunity to chat with Gaul a little bit more about it. And um, uh, he's, uh, well, actually to start off, I think we're going to jump directly into a live demo. Um, and then if we have a little bit of time, we'll have some questions after about uh, a little bit more details about how the platform works. So with that, Gaul, thank you so much. I'll hand it over to you. Good, great. Guys, thank you for inviting me here. I'm really excited to be here. I want to try to share with you, I mean, what is the new age of uh, running uh, an ICU, which is basically connected to multiple, uh, um, uh, multiple hospital using, you know, AI to try to predict where the patients is going and which is becoming very, very relevant when we're talking about COVID-19. And, and, and one of the major reasons is the fact that um, you had two major issues, and we still have two major issues right now. One is the demand for an ICU bed is increasing dramatically over the last, you know, six to seven months. And you don't have this capacity, which means that you need to do more with less. And, and, and what we're having here is the, the exact solution for that. And, and the second reason that you, unlike, you know, what was happening before COVID, right now, one of the major problems that the old system doesn't really work anymore. So you don't want to expose your team to the patients because, you know, by nature, COVID-19 is so dangerous for the team. So everything that you can do remotely, everything that you can do uh, predicting where the patient is going every time that you can separate between the medical team and the patient is going to be the only way that you can work. And what we have built here, it's a, it's a production environment. It's live and kicking in multiple institutions right now in the U.S., giving, you know, the sense of, uh, you know, a PHI, which is something that we keep very, very close to our heart. And we should not expose any, any identifier for patients, this is a real system with fake names, um, but this is a, a system which is which is installed in the network of three hospitals, seven ICU units. Um, some of them are medical ICU, some of them are surgical ICU, and two units here are COVID-19 ICU department. Uh, so what we have build here, and this is something which, by the way, we got the, uh, the authorization from the FDA to use the system under the EUA. Uh, uh, it's a system which has allowed us to uh, control over un almost unlimited amount of bed from one single location. Having a physician that is um, working with system like that or in this kind of system, Every physician can cover up to 
100 patients and every nurse is under 30 patients, which means that the, the technology here is coming to help you in three different areas. One is to get more coverage per the team that you have, which is limited by nature. The second one is allowed you to do it remotely using you know, remote monitoring to predict where the patient is going. And the third one, which is the most important one, is to be proactive as far as where the patient is going. Because what we know from medicine doesn't really work from here because medicine is everything about evidence-based. In our case, when you see an evidence, it's already too late. Let me give you some another very, you know, uh, uh, um, up-to-date example from COVID-19. When the fever is going up dramatically, when you can see a clear sign that, that the patient is deteriorating, there is very, very little that you can do. I mean, in most of the cases, we lost the patient. So the overall idea here is to be proactive and try to understand where the patient is going. And, and the system is trained in a way that we can predict any major deterioration within a window of eight hours. Eight hours is enough time to intervene and to change the course of the patient. So let's have a quick look what we have here. So we have uh, seven units and, and you can see uh, an auto clustering system which is clustered between patients which are in low risk, like the ones here in green, and, uh, which, which say that this patient will not have any it will not require any major intervention in the next eight hours. We are not saying that you can discharge the patient. We're not saying that this is low risk. We're coming and saying to you, if you need to put your resources, your resources should be in those patients, the red one or the yellow one, not in the green one. The green one are guaranteed by design with a very high accuracy that nothing is going, uh, nothing is going to go with them which means that in most likely uh, you need to take your judgment as, an, as, a, as, as a physician over there, what you want to do with that. But if your lack of capacity, this is probably going to be the patient that you will move to low acuity department. So given the fact that we have the, the, uh, the green, the yellow and the red, obviously I will deal as a physician, I will read, I will deal with the patient which are become a, a very, very high risk like these patients. And, and this is will basically give me uh, the option to move from one unit to another and try to understand where I need to put, to put my focus. And I want, if I want to start to diving in, I will open you know, um, uh, this data lag that we have. And I will collect all the information which are coming from multiple sources like the EMR, medical devices, medication, and labs. I will see everything here with the different wave, uh, waveforms. Uh, I can drag any kind of uh, any kind of concept that we're uh, calculating behind the scene. Uh, I can scroll in, scroll out between every you know every second that the patient is went over. I don't know if you can see that this is this is a very high focus area that I want to put my own. A sense if you can see that the patient become started, you know, his journey in the ICU when he was not in very good condition, but he was improving over the time. Right now, he's in the green zone, which is low risk. 
uh, and this is the way that we can explain the physician what is going to happen uh, with this patient. Bear in mind that we're using tec techniques which are coming from different domains like clustering between population, anomaly detection, which allowed us to understand if the patient is moving from, from a, a stage A to stage B. And the third one is prediction as far as where the patient is going. Is going to be deteriorating or it's going to be okay or it's a stable. In a way, what we have done here, you can see everything not in the language that we are using as an AI company. We're translating the language into the physician kind of language, which can tell us a lot about where the patient is going. And again, every concept can, can come and look, I mean, how fast you can integrate you can do so many manipulation in the data in a way that you as a physician can take an action with regards to where the patient is going. Obviously you have all the, all the labs here, you can see the trends, uh, all, uh, uh, red sign is bad sign, all the, uh, all the white one are good. Uh, you can see the entire medication here. You can open your video from here directly. You can see the patient, you can communicate with the team, you can communicate with the family. And from this and on, you can start, you know, uh, uh, putting remarks like a treatment for this patient or for any other patients. You can collect, you can bundle different kinds of uh, patients into one nurse, one doctor, team which is remotely, team which is locally here. Uh, uh, Obviously, yeah, uh, the entire treatment here is running from the point that you can add a treatment mechanism with regards to which kind of intervention you want to provide to, to the patient up to the point of which medication, everything is closed by and closing the loop, including, you know, uh, um, including uh, uh, treatments like I want to try to add the task to the nurse, please do with this patient one, two, three, four, report me that everything went back or you need to give him, you know, special treatment. Let's set that for October 6 and uh, in 1436, this is gonna come as a pop-up at the bedside with the same time in the control tower. Everything is documented here and everything is keep repeating because bear in mind that the system was built on top of massive amount of data. So the entire uh, um, training of the models here, which is black box nature, uh, uh, anomaly detection or prediction is basically built in here, which means that we need to drag also the information from billions lines of data which are coming in order to extract the data and in order to give a, a better treatment to the patients. This is going from uh, from tasks all the way to treatment, all the all the way to closed loop, and the same kind of thing is uh, beside the uh, the task is which kind of best practices they want to run, like who from the patient that I have within the unit I can start winning from mechanical ventilators. Over the sudden, we got a very a long list of patients which allowed us to understand who can we can start the winning process. Winning process is a very long and a very cost costly, but I mean 
the old way of cut and try is doesn't really work here. You need to be much more data driven, and the decision you need to take 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 place based on hard evidence, not based on what I'm thinking. And what we have done here is everything is tailored to a very specific, you know, evidence-based, data-driven decision cycle. So in a sense, what we have done here is a clinical command and control that you can control so many patients under, you know, a single environment here. The entire communication to the bedside is running from here. And again, it doesn't require that you will sit uh, um, within the hospital. Everything is cloud-based solution. Everything is web-based, which means that you can run a system like that on any devices, anywhere, any place, anytime, and, and, and you're not stick to you know, one single location. Uh, another point which is, which is important, bear in mind that, um, that in the COVID patients were trying to predict, you know, in deterioration which are, which, are, which are associated with, you know, respiratory failure. So the respiratory failure model here is predicting, you know, intubation within a patient eight hours before it's really occurred. And this is not just the intubation, this is the entire deterioration, which by the end result will lead to intubation, but we're trying to avoid intubation because intubation is not a good, it's not a good practice that you want to do. In order to avoid that, you have different measures that you need to take into account before we come to a real, uh, you know, aggressive uh, kind of treatment like intubation. So everything that we're building here is under the notion is, guys, let's be proactive so we will not come to the end results. And you have several things that you can do in order to stop or to slow down deterioration in order to not come to the point that you need to connect the patient to so many devices and helping to breathe normally. Um, and with this kind of sense, uh, I think what we have tried to come up here is, is, is AI based, which will help the physician to get better decision, but really to create a language that everyone is thinking here because, you know, a view like that can give you a very fast where the patient population is look like, including, you know, who is already on intubated, who is already on, on medication, which kind of medication. And, and for the first time, you can see in less than 10 seconds what is happening right now in every department. And you can, you know, resource allocate differently. You can, pit, you can put your team based on acuity level. You can focus your team dealing only with the patient which required an intubation. You can free more beds. You can increase capacity based on a system like that, which was built over the last five years. Impressive, really impressive. You know, one of the things, the reason why we highlighted you as what we think are one of the best companies within the patient analytics uh, space, especially within the overall anal healthcare analytics category, is, is not only are you able to take data and 
provide unique insight on what uh, providers or healthcare stakeholders should be doing with that data. We build a, a workflow, a workflow that easily integrates with, uh, uh, with um, in this case, what ICU uh, care providers are uh, need uh, today. And it's, uh, it's really impressive. Uh, my, one of my first questions that I, I have is, how are you physically collecting this data? And what does that implementation process look like for a uh, for an ICU unit? So we have, you know, in the last four years, what we have done is we have collected a lot of information that came from multiple institutions in the states, which is representation of medical academic center, regional hospital, community hospital networks. Everything is big in here, and. Part of the work that we have done with the you know, with the FDA is basically proves and shows that a system like that can work on any scenario that you can that you can even mention because you can go and build and tweak the model in a way that is going to work perfectly for your institution, but that means that we need to do the same kind of things on every single institution. So what we have built here is is a robust solution that the, the data came from different demographics, different population, different ethnic groups, different conditions, different states, different cities, different everything, in order to come up to something which is state of the art in terms of the robustness. And, 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 and what we have done is basically, we have done a lot of work on the data in order to make sure that Mayo Clinic data is look the same as, as UMass Memorial in Boston or in WakeMed in North Carolina. Because if as much as you can go and stagger, you know, data on top of each other, and you come up to something which is a, a common between everyone, you, the models is gonna work perfectly. If Mayo, for example, not necessarily, but if Mayo is having, you know, a super model uh, equipment, which is exists only in their facility is not gonna work. And this is why we're not working with specific type of medical devices. We're working on what is commonly available in every single hospital. We're not coming and tell the providers that you need to install A, B, and C we're using what we do currently have. So to try to answer your question from the under angle, uh, once you have generated the models and the models keep improving all the time, is right now is connect every single new customer that we have to this pipeline of data, which is calling ingesting. And we're ingesting the data from the database that they have. Bear in mind, as we said, that we're that were connected in four different connections in the same time. Some of them working in real time, like the bedside monitor, uh, which is, you know, like heart rate, blood pressure, everything which is connected and generate data in real time. Some of them are, you know, data from which are coming from the medication, some of them labs. And, you know, labs is coming when it's coming. We don't have any control. And the fourth one is is the, the entire information which is which is created and stored in the EMR. Um, so a typical integration is just know how to connect those four pipes 
and manipulate the data uh, to our system uh, once it's coming to the clue system we know exactly what to deal with that um, a typical integration uh, like that can take between one to two months if we're working very aggressively this is going can go to something which is like three weeks but it's not like one year of connection i mean it's a lot of optimization process that we have built here but you know we need to have a partner in the other side we need to have the sense of urgency that someone is coming from the sea level and coming said this is guys we need to be that you know within two months we need and and i will allocate whatever it's necessary in order to make it one of the um the the questions that uh, I'm, I'm curious about is as you build out this workflow for providers or especially ico care providers uh you give them a lot of flexibility in controlling how they should treat or what they should do um, with the patients and they can input you just showed us the example of medications that they need what are the next uh steps that uh, the care provider should be doing. How far in depth are you going with this? Are you, is your, are you going to be recommending in the future no. next step actions, or is this something oh, no, no, that uh, you will always just prevent data? So in order to not coming to a very high regulated area like class three, we decided to stop by providing you the analyzed data and we're not we're not in any position to come and deal with any treatments. However, what we have done, we have built a system which is helping us uh, to build any protocol that you want to provide. Let me give you some examples. Um, one of the models predict that the patient is gonna, uh, will need an uh, X, Y, or Z within the next four hours. And if you will not intervene, uh, uh, the patient is going to be deteriorating up to the point that is probably going to be uh, uh, dying or anything like that. And every institution that were coming were uh, providing this kind of uh, information. And we're asking you to put your own protocol. Once I raise the flag that the patient is required one, two, three, four, what do you want to do? And his coming and his, this is his protocol. We're providing a lot of information so he can take a decision, but it's up to him to decide what the physician need to do, what the nurse need to do, and what is the protocol. We're translated in a way that is gonna be showed as we're seeing here, but it's up to him. We don't want to take any liability as far as which medication, which treatment and which type of intervention that you will require. Uh, so everything is running you know, behind the scene. The model is tweaking and providing information, but it's up to you to define exactly what do you want to do from every condition. And we have you know, a very clear set of items, um, including best practices that, that you can come and say, okay, if cases like that happen, I want to see one, two, three, four, five. If case B is happening, I want to see something different. And we're just providing you the data, both from the control tower side, 
as well as from the bedside. So we're closing the loop for you, but it's not our, not our protocol. Obviously, we can compare notes. Obviously, we can do a lot of, you know, based on, a, you know, the same kind of condition, what institution A has done versus institution B or C, and we can provide an insight with regards to which kind of protocol was better. But we're not in any way, shape, and form recommend anything around that. Makes sense. And I think that, as you mentioned, it kind of gets, it's a lot more complicated when you try to push recommendations to, uh, to providers themselves. Yeah, and well, it, you know what? It's even more than that. Everyone or every healthcare provider that were knows, every, every institution that we have been with have their own experience their own uh, you know treatment different kind of medication different kind of practices there is no way that we can influence in a way that you everything that you have done over the last 10 years is going to basically can change and bear in mind that by the end of the day technology here the technology piece is coming to help us to better treat the patient but and this is the big but everything is around the workflow if you have a team that know how to practice there is no way that technology can help you to change everything you need to build the system around you know the workflow that you know how how it's working for you you need to improve we'll provide you more tools we'll provide you more insight but but it's need to be easy. It's need to be something that everyone can understand. And this is why we have worked something like over three years only in the UI side to provide something which is so easy to implement, so easy to train, so easy to operate it because we know how the typical EMR is working. Every single hospital that we're going is coming and tell us this is a nightmare. I mean, we're spending more time in front of the computer rather than, you know, with the patients. And what we have done here is we created a system that is three screens. That's it. Very easy. You saw how I'm dealing with it. I can drive any kind of formula, any kind of algorithm, any kind of models. I can tweak and I can ask the system to do any kind of comparison and provide me the best insight. Easy to use, workflow, and make sure that everyone understands the message. No, it's 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 really impressive. I think you know one of the things that, uh, and then that's exactly the reason why you stood out to us. I think is the implementation process, simplicity of the platform, how impactful it is, how it easily integrates with an existing workflow, doesn't replace anything, but uh, dramatically improves that the process of what providers are dealing with in the ICU. Really impressive. Gal, I know you're you're a busy man. I know we got a hard stop here. Is there anything else that you wanted to announce or highlight to the audience before we close out? I think guys, uh, and, and this is my mission statement. And you know, I started this company in order to make a change. And I think, you know, what COVID show us that this is the time to implement technology. We should not afraid from AI-based system like that. It simply is coming and tell us more information that we, that, that we don't know. Because, you know, they have a very different 
between, you know, a very experienced physician to a very young one. And, and by the end of the day, we're not over there 24-7. We need to provide, you know, decision based on hard evidence and not based on, you know, what they thought, my experience, my intuition. Uh, it's about time that we can start using hard data, hard evidence to deal with the patient. It's easier. It's safer. It's, it's more logical. We need to lower the cost. One of the things that we have in healthcare is the cost for healthcare is coming to the point that it's it's only for you know for people which can afford this kind of thing. And 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 we need to remember that that, that was not the intention. And we can lower the bar, we can better manage with system like that because this is based on multiple servers which are located in a very loud, uh, large cloud environment and this is you know by nature is going to be very very accurate yeah it's i it's it's a, it's impressive what you built and i think it is a uh, a game changer especially within the icu and so with that thank you so much gall i know for the audience why we had this interview we looked at over 165 companies within the healthcare analytics category uh clue medical has done a really impressive job of building out a platform within the patient analytics space especially within the icu uh, you heard the reasons why you've not only built out uh, an analytics and a solution that's it's able to identify patients in need and being able to uh, uh, to prioritize different patients within the ICU, regardless of their background or where they come from or the issue that they're facing. But on top of that, you build it into a workflow that's seamless for the providers to use. The implementation process and the data that you can collect is easily can be uh, implemented within any hospital or provider and the, the existing tool set that they have today. And if it's perfectly with the protocols that they're using, and you're also enabling them to with a, a great dash, a dashboard and a, a data set that they can not only improve their decision-making, but also improve care. So Gaul, thank you so much for doing this. This is fantastic. Thank you.